Welcome to the Sales Pro Chat Podcast, brought to you by the Canadian Professional Sales Association, helping sales-focused professionals discover new tools, trends, and strategies. Please welcome your host, Bill Bannum. Amy Sergis, welcome to the December Sales Pro Chat. It's great to have you here today. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. And we're talking about a pretty cool topic today, which is supporting Canada's companies of tomorrow. And uh, and uh, we're going to be looking at a couple of particular institutions that do amazing things to help exactly that. For sales professionals, team leaders, and organizations across the country, the Canadian Professional Sales Association is your partner in building knowledge and skills to improve sales performance. The CPSA is the advocate for excellence in sales. We invest resources in programming, curriculum development, and professional designations to help individuals and companies become more successful through effective sales. We connect employers and employees, business with academia, and the private sector with government to advance the sales profession and improve Canadian competitiveness. Learn more at cpsa.com. And remember to subscribe to the CPSA podcast through iTunes, Google Play, and more. Let's begin. Uh, firstly, tell me a bit about the, the mandate of Mars and what sure. programs does Mars offer uh, for, for new tech startups? Sure thing. So the mandate of Mars has, and the vision of Mars has always been uh, a neutral platform uh, that convenes multiple stakeholders in our community with the mission to support innovators who really want to drive impact and change in the world. And we do that with a focus on four key sector areas, health, energy, environment, uh, future of work, um, and finance and commerce, and really leveraging off of the skills and the capacity of our region. Um, so we do that by providing a variety of programs and services, providing a place uh, for that all to happen and come together, and um, also doing so right downtown in the city of Toronto. Um, so we're really wanting to work with strong businesses that have a path to growth and have a vision to growth um, all throughout the life cycle of their their growth. So. I think, you know, originally many of the organizations and because of the, the community that we had, an ecosystem we had long ago, um, we're very startup focused, but more and more now um, we're looking at how do all players in the community connect in, um, how do our scaling ventures and growing ventures connect in and how can we assist them further as well as how can our corporate and community partners connect in. A lot of the programs and services we provide on the venture support side are pretty typical um, connectivity, market development, um, services and programs, advisory services, accelerator-based programming. Um, but I think what's very unique about this place is that we also have a line of sight to um, sort of creating that adoption and demand pull, which is a huge problem in Canada. And how do we work with, you know, the systems that some of these ventures are up against, especially if they're trying to carve out new markets or new interventions on, say, the energy space or the health space? How do they deal with the regulatory barriers that are affecting them? How do we uh, work with those systems so that the companies can get pulled through uh, rather than, you know, continuously pushing them up a hill? So 
we create a lot of these what we'll call sort of systemic change or demand-based programs as well to try and address all these wicked problems that we keep seeing companies face. Okay, wonderful. Thank you. That was a great overview. Now, um, you your particular role helps support Ontario's partner network of regional innovation centres uh, through the Business Acceleration Programme, which you call BAP. Uh, tell, tell me a bit about BAP at, at the Mars Discovery District. Why was why was it specifically created? Uh, what is it and what does it do? Sure. So the Business Acceleration Programme was created, you know, its first iteration in 2007 and then sort of a, a new model of it in 2010. So we've been operating for about 10 years. And what we were seeing um, provincially and what, the, what our uh, provincial partners were seeing was a challenge in our entrepreneurial ecosystem, uh, particularly in the beginning around technology transfer and commercialization of technology in um, these technologies stumbling as they're trying to get to market. We weren't really leveraging the whole capacity. And so the the original proposition was how do we start supporting and making accessible uh, general entrepreneurship capacity building, um, whether that's through education, advisory services, entrepreneurs and residents scattered out the province. And then over time, we've built that into a pretty uh, tight system um, where we have a system of coordinated resources uh, working in partnership with 17, there's 17 regional innovation centers in the province and providing sort of the hub or the connectivity among the organizations, and not just in sort of a franchised or affiliate model, but actually where all of our support um, services and programs are very tightly linked. So we're all providing um, the very similar set of resources. We're all building off of each other um, to create that. So it's become um, really interesting collaborative and partnership. Um, but um, the program itself provides a suite of uh, online resources, workshops that we deliver across the province, um, advisory services specific in that region, um, outreach events. Um, it funds all of these act generative activities to um, build up these companies in each region and connect them in. So uh, what events does Mars offer? for those in sales. So for example, I, I noticed that Miles recently hosted an event called Successful Sales Strategies and CRM Tools. Um, tell, tell me a bit about some of the events that you guys put on for sales-focused individuals. Sure, sure thing. So. Uh, a, a broad variety, um, you know, Mars as a place are con is continuously welcoming in partners into um, the space to um, put on a variety of events. So we have a lot of sales-focused organizations or professional organizations that are always providing, you know, meetings, events, um, conferences, um, especially in this topic as well. I find it's um, a pretty lively topic a lot of the time because it's also one of the hugest gaps that we see in many um, founder teams uh, from a skill set. Mars itself um, has addressed this through a variety of resources and programming all throughout sort of the life cycle of the company again. So for very early stage companies or entrepreneurs that are just thinking about this in their business. It's how do you 
um, try and in, instill that uh, sale, a sales-driven or revenue-generating mindset from the beginning um, so that they can start demonstrating traction, that product market fit at very early stages and start getting those multiplier effects. Um, you know, in the beginning, it's a bit of a dance um, between, you know, are you selling something that's that's you know, at least at a minimum viable product stage. But um, we do that through intensive workshops that we deliver across the province, um, coaching on direct sales or B2B sales, peer peer environments, peer advisory services, uh, continuous coaching, um, and then, you know, also leaning on our whole community and ecosystem. So um, there is, you know, at any given point in time i think there's any any event any night that you can connect um your companies into that you're working with why is southern ontario and, and toronto getting so much press recently because you know, there's been so much um when it comes to its rise as a tech startup mecca um i feel like we're in this perfect storm of many things coming together um over long periods of time and I, you know it's one of those um overnight uh things that have taken 10 years to build but um you know sometimes i i like how uh, folks around here will rationalize things from from a hardware and a software perspective so from a hardware perspective um we have this new wave of serial entrepreneurs in our community, um, say from like the mid um, to like mid 2005 or so, or that post-recession boom, or about five years ago. So they've um, you know created companies, they've now exited, and now they're on to their next thing. So we finally have um, more of this momentum and sort of our new age um, innovation economy. Um, and these types of businesses going forward. But more so, we have this massive density and concentration of all of our university, our brain trust, our universities, our research hospitals, our research capacity, technology talent, technology, um, you know, youth coming out of, of programs. And then you're combining that with this business talent that is now here because we've had these companies growing to a stage where they do finally have a global perspective. And so um, you have these folks who are really in their, you know, new forms of their companies or their new companies finding really unique uh, market needs. And then um, the maturation of our community around that. So um, we also have more folks that have gone abroad and, and have been coming back. And so you, know, you take that and then you mix that with, or what I'll say, the softwares or the soft side of Toronto, which is our communities and a diverse population. It's a thriving city culturally, so people want to live here and go to work every day here. Um, and it also is a global mindset city. So you know, we have less of the mindset of just selling to Canada and just selling to the U.S. Um, our entrepreneurs now have the ambition and connectivity as many are newcomers as well. So they're seeking global markets and, you know, have that connected world perspective. So I think all of these things coming together is, is creating a really interesting time. And, and I shouldn't leave out capital, <laughs> um, the, the capital attraction that we're seeing to fuel some of these um, ventures growth. And, you know, typically in the past, we've, 
you know, not seen, you know, very uh, large funding events happening um, or capital being attracted up from the U.S. as frequently as possible. But there's not a day that goes by on BetaKit where I'm seeing another company you know, raising, you know, double-digit million or triple-digit million um, um, investments. So it's a, it's a really interesting time. As a uh, resident of Toronto for the last five years, I can support lots of those statements. It's a great place to be. Uh, we will do other shows with focuses on other cities in Canada, of course. So sorry for the slightly GTA-centric uh, show today. <laughs> uh, Next, can you share any success stories? Uh, can you name some companies Amy Bapp has helped to get to the next level? Sure. Um, my favorite stories are sort of these 10-year um, successes in the making because um, we have been around for, for a while and supporting the community for a while. Um, and, and, you know, many... Um, I also, you know, I, I come, I'm not, I wasn't born in Toronto, so I love it uh, when, you know, there are folks in small communities that are doing really big things or smaller communities. Um, one of my favorite stories is um, a venture called UI Labs, and now I think they're called UI TV, but they started out around 2008, um, and, you know, initially they were creating a UI, um, it was a UI hack on to create an iPhone user experience on, on dumb phones. And it was just really cool at the time. And now it's um, grown into this really sophisticated algorithm and that's um, being implemented and used um, on mobile devices. Uh, they've been around for about, um, I think, seven to 10 years now. So um, we've helped them, you know, not just you know, here in Toronto um, through some of our business acceleration program work. Um, I think the VP of business development that was funded back in 2010 is still part of the management team today. But, you know, our whole community of support around this, I'm sure they've leveraged off on any OCE grant that that they could um, develop, um, invest Ottawa, um, they're, they're an Ottawa-based company. So, um, you know, Jason Flick is a huge... Um, supporter of the Ottawa community. So it's really um, cool to see them get to the this stage that they're at now. I'm, I'm from St. Catherine, so there's another company that I love um, in Niagara, again, around that sort of 2011 timeframe, and it's called the International Internet Exchange, or IAX. And in the beginning, uh, I think he was looking at, um, you know, the movement of large data like in film production across like peer-based internet exchanges, but in a secure way. Um, Albergio was the founder and, you know, eventually I think he like took advantage of some of our workshops, you know, in Niagara um, that we were running as well as a few funding programs along the way or small consulting projects and that sort of thing, but also with the support of um, the Innovate Niagara team there and, and started creating more connectivity to California and is, is is a huge company now. I think he's a few hundred employees and has offices all over the world. So some pretty cool stories. Eastsight's another one, um, and also one of my favorites. Started out in Ottawa and then came to Toronto. Um, but it's a wearable that um, helps the legally blind see 
And, you know, I think like countless hours <laughs> went into eSight um, all across our community and our respective communities. Um, at one point, one of the entrepreneurs and residents at Invest Ottawa actually eventually joined the team, and I think he's still there today. So, um, you know, it really takes the village. And <laughs> these are some of those companies where you just stack any resource on top of them to get them through di- difficult hurdles and difficult challenges. And then, you know, you're hoping hoping that at some point they can take off. A lot of them are doing, you know, deep, deep technological, um, dealing with deep technological challenges. And so, so it just takes time and patience um, in creating those opportunities. So there'll be a lot of folk listening to uh, this particular show thinking, well, I've, I've got more of a, a sales focused background. Uh, I'd, I'd love to find some some guys from different uh, departments, uh, maybe some some tech geniuses out there who need somebody to, to partner up with to get the message out there and, and so on, make relationships and start, start the sales. Do, do you have any general advice from what, either what you guys do or what you've seen work well elsewhere in terms of uh, real places where people can meet up and, and find their potential business partner of the future or, or online resources too? Sure. Um, there are countless ways to engage with the community. And I, you know, I see it mostly through events um, and a lot of uh there are a lot of tech events in the city, um, namely TechTO is a great one. It's a large event. Um, every month there's about four or five founders on the stage um, talking about a key issue that they're facing and a whole community around it, five or 600 people go out. So um, it's just huge. And, you know, there's a social element to that as well. So it just gets everybody out there and talking to each other. Um, there is... You know, there are tons of pitching and competition opportunities throughout the city um, where interested folks who are curious about what's going on can attend and, you know, talk to the founders after, um, see where they're at, um, and just engage. I I think of BetaKit. BetaKit's an online publication, and they also have a podcast series that's sort of like my community Bible or like the beat on the street sort of. So, um, you know, you can find out about anything happening or any company, um, whether it's a programmatic or government-based thing, anything affecting our tech community. Countless Facebook groups out there, Startup North, um, among others. And then, you know, our, just exploring and signing up to our Mars site, we try to curate as much as possible um, at marsdd.com. And there's, you know, usually every event going on in the city or the community uh, ends up being promoted um, at some point in time. So, um, yeah, no no shortage of things to do and get out there, too. Okay, thank you. We're coming towards the end of this particular interview. Uh, Before we wrap things up, just a last couple of questions for you. Firstly, um, if you could offer two or three snap tips to to anyone uh, thinking of, of making the leap and, and uh, creating a startup, um, you know, maybe um, a tech startup, but it could be another type. What would be your two to three bits of advice that um, everybody should adhere to before they make that leap? Uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm a risk averse person. I'm going to be full disclosure on that one. Um, but 
you know, I think if, but I go by my gut and I think, you know, when people have that, you know, um, continuous drive and they're continuously thinking about this problem, I think that's a really good indicator that they might be onto something. And so I would just encourage everybody to keep exploring that feeling and keep problem solving around it um, and just keep talking to people about it. Um, and try and try and work through it. It's um, a really lonely journey, and I don't think many talk about that, especially in the early days. I mean, it's great um, when you come up with something with a couple of co-founders, but a lot of times folks come up with something on their own. So especially when you're taking huge risks um, or, you know, huge risks, financial risks, and you have a family, um, there are so many factors to consider. So um, I think that, you know, there's a community around you and everybody is willing to help and pay it forward. Um, so just, you know, don't be shy and get out there and ask and ask people um, what they think or what hits on them and talk to customers and talk to user, potential users. My favorite thing to do in this city is um, getting into an Uber and finding an entrepreneur in the driver's seat and then just talking things out with them um, and encouraging them as much as possible. And I love it when I see them, you know, using that that short period of time to do some user testing and, and some customer discovery work. And, and that, that gets me really excited. So, um, you know, you never know where these things can come from. And I truly believe that, you know, great ideas can come from anywhere. It's just the execution piece. So just keep working it out. Okay, super. Now that just leaves me to ask you, how can our listeners learn more about you, more about the Business Acceleration Program, and more about the work done at Mars? Sure. Uh, MarsDD.com is your home base for everything. I think we're also on many, many social media channels, excuse me, social media channels, and you can um, just tap in, subscribe uh, to any news or resources that you see. We are just launching our fifth cohort, I believe, of our Entrepreneurship 101 course. It's an online course, free and open to the community. It used to be a live event here at Mars, but you know, there's only so many that you can touch with a live event. So we've scaled it to an online format with uh, um, an online community around it. And usually there are about 15 to 2,000 people engaged um, at once during the five-week period. So it's uh, pretty exciting. We have another one on the go right now. So you can tap into that program too. Perfect. Amy Sergis, thank you for being our guest today. My pleasure. Thank you so much. And listeners, this was the final Sales Pro Chat of 2017. So uh, happy new year to you all. Uh, do try and join us for the related Twitter chat using the hashtag Sales Pro Chat. Uh, but until 2018, happy selling. Thank you for listening to Sales Pro Chat Podcast, brought to you by the Canadian Professional Sales Association.